0: Sogecast. Thank you for tuning into to Sogecast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your
1: favourite show. Refresh your wardrobe with Lifestyle's stylish collection. That's totally worth it. Shop for curated fashion essentials from $3.99 and trendy work-from-home styles from $4.99. Visit your nearest store today. Style that's worth it. Lifestyle. Your style. Your store.
0: Patient Zero, who the virus system, mutation of virus. will have Use And how will you stop I don't. You.
1: You, you, will stop. you,
0: will do you will do, Doctor.
1: What?
0: You ready, Doctor. Save the world.
1: Virus 2062, Suniya so Sari episodes Bilkul Free, Surf, Spotify par. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the eighth episode of Talk and Beyond. This has been the most exciting journey for me, and the support from each one of you has been immense. Thank you so very much. I would love to go ahead with having more and more game changers on my show. Do let me know which line of participation you think is missing, and we shall have them on my show. I would now like to invite my guest today who has made a delicious impact in the city of Bangalore. He is not just a successful businessman, but also a chef who picked up this trade along the journey of Rikovan, a place where Napoleon would fight pizza, amazing pig shakes and mouthwatering desserts. This gentleman discovered his interest in the food industry only five years ago and is now the owner of the most sought after places in Bangalore. Let's bring on Mr. Sriram Anvesh on board and get the show re-running. Hi, Sriram. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Hi, Thank you so much for the good introduction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's straight away dive into the questions because I'm sure all the viewers are very excited to know about your journey. A young Christite who finished BBM and was a tax analyst at EY lands up opening a Napoleon style restaurant in prime location of Bangalore. This was really a brave move. How did you think of losing a cushy job and start off with, you know, in the hotel industry with no background at all?
0: So I always wanted to do something on my own and I wanted it to be something related in the food industry uh-huh. because I love, I loved eating food and I loved desserts, I loved sweets. So I worked for a year and a half in EY. And I thought, okay, it's time to quit because I realized corporate world is definitely not my, uh, not. So I quit, and I decided to take a year gap. And my parents were quite supportive of it. And when I told them, then I was like, okay, let's do some research about what I wanted to do because I had no focus on what kind of business I wanted to get into in the food industry. So I took a year off, and I started traveling. I went to the UK for about two and a half months, and I would stay there, and I'd actually go to different restaurants in UK wherever I travel, I'll just sit in the restaurant and I'll just see how they're creating the food, basically. And most of these restaurants had an open kitchen. Okay. So it was quite interesting to see the whole process of how the shakes are being made or how different dishes are made. Okay. So I'd spend, like, hours together in the restaurant and I had nothing to do. So my friends would be in college and I'll just be in the restaurant sitting and trying to understand how exactly the food industry works. Okay. So this was, like, a, a research phase for me. Then after coming back, I decided, okay, it's, like, why not do something related shakes because I had no core expertise in uh, cuisine. Yeah, I thought okay, it was the easiest thing to do. get into. So then when I came back after my trip, I met Anirudh, my business partner. So he wanted to do authentic pizzas and I was like, okay, I wanted to do shakes and desserts. Why not do it together? Okay. So we met through a mutual friend and we actually met one day before we took up the place in Church Street. Wow. So we had lunch in 20 feet high right next to Church Street, Brickhavon, wherever it is there right now. Okay. And we just walked up and we saw the place, and we were like, oh wow, this is a nice place. And he liked it, and we liked it together. Mm-hmm. We were like, why not do it together? So then, immediately the next day, we took up the place. We just met once, and we just took up the place, and we were like, the risk that we need to take. So we took it up, and yeah, we started breaking. It was a journey. Uh, this was, was a, a great journey.
1: Evan, I mean, how? One day before, and you decide to open a restaurant together in Church Street. like. Uh, I'm pretty sure that even back then, five years ago, it had humongous rents. Uh, with no background at all, it is very difficult to actually just take that leap of faith and start something of your own,
0: right? Yeah, actually, I think we both left our jobs in the similar time, uh-huh. and we both were literally jobless for a year. That's when we met, and I was I was quite scared to be frank. I was very scared, but this was something that I always wanted to do, and there was support from the family. There was support from the my sister my dad my mom they're just like go for it if you want to do it just do it it's worth the risk if it works it works if it doesn't work i mean you'll work hard enough to make it work so that was that was the motivating factor behind it so because of all the support we were like okay let's just do it what what will go wrong we believe in ourselves we are we are hard working we thought we were hard working yeah we are hard working also <laughs> so we were like, why not do it and we just uh, took the leap and yeah it worked it worked it was just us working for i think for the first two years we were literally in the kitchen making each and every pizza that went out. Wow. So it was it was a great journey.
1: Superb. Oven became a favorite hangout of all age groups. The simplicity mm-hmm. customization was an instant hit. Take us through scaling of five table seating in Church Street where people waited for hours together to get a table. <laughs> I'm being one of them. For the best pizza place across Anglo and now spanning up to three fabulous outlets.
0: So when we started off, it was just me and Anirudh who were doing everything. So it started off with friends helping in the first few months. And we would make the pizzas. He was making the pizzas, I was making the shakes, I think, for the first two weeks.
1: Okay. And
0: then we realized we needed more hands into the pizzas because a lot more pizzas were going in. And we were like, okay, we'll find somebody and train somebody to do the shakes now. So then Anirudh started training me on the pizzas and how to make the pizzas. Basically, it was on-the-job training. So whatever I learned, it was on-the-job. It was nothing like I... Did a culinary course or something and it came and joined into this. Okay. So basically, then we started working. We would take the orders sometimes. We'll go back and make the food. And by the end of the day, whenever we get time, wash the dishes, mop the floor, close. And I think for the first two, three months, it was just our friends who were helping us over the weekends. On a Saturday and Sunday, they'll come spend the whole day at Brick Oven.
1: Okay. They'll be
0: taking the orders. I think it became a very interactive and a homely environment when customers were coming in. So they felt very comfortable. It was just basically the owners were working behind the counter. It was not like, we hired some people, we hired chefs to leave it. So it was an experience that was created in the restaurant. So people saw, okay, these guys are making the pizzas and we our idea was to keep an open kitchen so that they see everything that's being done mm-hmm. in front of the rice. And you can and you've seen this place, also. it's a very small place, it's a 500 square feet place. And we had to put an oven in there. So that was the experience that we wanted to create. We wanted to create an experience where people see everything that's being done. And people also started seeing that, okay, friends are coming and helping. They started feeling comfortable. So a lot of our customers became regulars. The customers who used to come in the first week of brick oven still come down to brick oven even now. Like, like I'm sure no dining right now, but still. If there was dining, people still do come. They still do deliver and get the pizzas delivered to them. They call us and they ask us, are you guys open for dining?" Which we're not, unfortunately, right now. But it was a journey. And after, I think, about two years of business, we realized that, uh, so we started getting a lot of reviews on Zomato and also feedback from people saying, everything was great. The experience of the food was great. The taste was great. But only the waiting time was too long. So that was like the biggest complaint everyone had. People were like, that wait for one hour, one and a half hour. And that was actually not in our hands because we'll make the pizza within five minutes and give it to you on your table. But... The crowd was too much. Then we decided, okay, why not expand into a bigger outlet? So see a bigger space. And when we decided to open a bigger space, our challenge was how do we standardize the product? Because there's going to be two outlets that are going to be open. And we really wanted to focus on the standardization of the product. So we were like, okay, we'll, we started looking at spaces. We started looking at multiple options. I think about six, seven months, we've been searching for places. And the indranagar breakout that is currently there, the owner had actually come and asked us, saying we have a property, why don't you come and look at it. And it was not in the main posh areas like a 100 feet or a 12th main. It was a little off in Duranagar, it was 80 feet road, very close to Sapnavukh House. Okay. So then we took up that place and we decided, okay, we're going to introduce our central kitchen also in this place, which was, I think, about a 550 square feet kitchen space that we invested in the second outlet because we were so focused on standardizing the order. So now any brickown you go to, the pizza taste is going to be the same. So that was the idea behind our central kitchen being invested in the second outlet itself. Right. So then we opened up Indranagar and yeah, it was a much larger much larger seating capacity. And yeah, people didn't have to wait too long in Church Street, so they could just come to Indranagar now. Yeah, absolutely. And
1: even the third outlet, which is right at
0: the corner. Yeah, the Restree like uh, Strait Tower. So that was the latest outlet. So
1: Palace Road Outlet was your third one. Yeah. Uh, needless to say, it's one of the best one that I've yeah. ever seen. Uh, it's the best uh, kind of a cusp where, you know, uh, someone who's an entrepreneurial and someone who's trained into the uh, mm-hmm. business that you're going in would be an ideal fit, right?
0: It will be an ideal fit. Yeah, because you it, not- but it's also about how, I, as I told you, it would teach you. What- exactly. It was, exactly. It was actually a very good complementing uh, situation for us where we were helping each other out because I had no food experience, pizza, or understanding how to chop onion. So just, I went back to basics. So I, I actually learned everything from scratch. Great. Like I had no clue how to even cut an onion. So I learned that on the job. So it was all on-the-job experience. So.
1: Fabulous. Yeah. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. This pandemic has put the entire world on our knees, but it's also made of us help uplifting the others. We saw Brikawan being a part of the food drive that fed about 500 laborers per day.
0: Mm-hmm. How
1: did that occur to you and how did it begin?
0: So this was actually during, I think, the first phase of lockdown when uh, India had gone under like a huge lockdown. And a lot of people were actually stuck. There's a lot of migrant workers that were stuck. There's a lot of workers that are stuck and we were just watching the news and my partner just called me one day and he's like are are you seeing how the situation is here in India right now and I think this was about in Delhi there was something happening where migrant workers are stuck and we saw some news saying people are actually dying because of hunger and people not being able to get the basic necessities and we decided saying why don't we do something because we have a kitchen space so our Indranagar and churchship are operational and we have a huge kitchen space in Indranaga that is not up to its potential yet. And we were just driving down, we are driving through the city because we had the COVID pass. We were actually driving down through the city and trying to see what kind of a problem people are facing. So that's when we identified these various construction sites where actually people came up to us and told us they're not getting even the basic essentials like a dal or rice or anything at all. And we realized that, okay, people are focusing a lot on the migrant workers, but a lot of laborers were stuck in for example, a construction site, that was a huge number. There were families that were living in there.
1: Absolutely.
0: Then we decided, okay, I think it is time for us to do something and give back something to the society. And yeah, so that is the reason we decided, okay, we're going to, we started off with, I think, construction sites where we would find them from Indranagar to Short Street or whichever area around Indranagar. So we would go drive around. Me and my partner will just get the sandwiches. I think for the first three, four days, we did sandwiches. For the first first day, we did about 150 sandwiches. And then it was just over in half an hour. I think it was just like a two kilometer stretch and it was over in half an hour. And then we realized it's too less. I think 150 was too less. And we decided to bump it up to 500 sandwiches a day. Even that was getting over quite quickly. And after three, four days, we realized that people, okay, sandwich is quite filling, but people realized that, okay, they wanted their own rice. They wanted something like a little more heavy, a little more filling than a sandwich. So that's when we decided, okay, we might feed a lot more people if we're doing rice-based items. Okay. So then we got like a big pot to make all the different kinds of uh, maybe Puglio grey or uh, Pulao kind of an item. And then we started making those and we started making about 500 meals every day. And we put up a poll online also because after a while we were giving it to these construction sites, but we still had about 200, 300 meals left. Okay. And then we started, we put up a poll because we didn't know where to go and give, it, give these to. So then we put up a poll on Instagram saying, "Can you anyone who wants or anyone who is in a requirement of this can get in touch with us. So a lot of NGOs and a lot of these places in, for example, Koramangla and all, they got in touch with us saying there's about 100 families who don't have meals here. So you can give it to them. Today. So other than the regular guys that we used to give every day, because we started focusing on the regular construction workers every day we started giving them the food because if you give them today tomorrow it's not like somebody else is going to go give it to them yeah so we gave about 200 to 250 meals to these guys and also like remaining 250 meals to different localities all around bangalore whether it is hennoor or it is Koramangala. so we would go there and personally deliver it or one of our company cars would go and deliver it there so that's when we started doing this and it felt great we did it for about two and a half months and until the lockdown i think opened up in 20th may or something no. So until then we also that
1: you getting uh, you know, the fresh stock of vegetables and... Uh...
0: That, exactly, exactly. So that was like a very, very, very very important thing for us. So people started seeing that, okay, people started putting stories of what we were doing. And there was one person who got in touch with us who had a farm in the outskirts of Bangalore.
1: Okay. And he was willing
0: to give us vegetables for the rice items that we were cooking for free. So I think he gave it about three, four times. His name is Mr. Srikant. So he gave us these vegetables for free, uh, which was helping us a lot because this was a situation where me and my partner actually putting in money for these meals because we didn't want it to be affected in any way at all. So this was very, very helpful for us that people are actually giving us vegetables, people are giving us provisions to make these items possible to be made and reach the people in need.
1: Another form of collaboration that we
0: see. Exactly, another form of collaboration, which was, I think that got got the best out of Bangalore and I think a lot of people.
1: Yeah,
0: that was actually very, very good.
1: Actually, so you know, collaboration actually paves the path for anyone who's willing to do anything in the positive direction. Everything
0: exactly, exactly.
1: actually uh, should gives me enough and more reason to see the positive side of collaboration and aiding the needs of someone who is less fortunate. It's fabulous to actually, uh, you know, our one also moving in the direction.
0: Exactly, exactly. It was very, very good that time. Yes, absolutely. Congratulations on that though. Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: How do we see this industry in the near future with unlocking and reinforcement of the interim lockdown? How would dining be as an experience going
0: forward? I think it's just every industry that needs to adapt to the current situation because yes. things have changed like tremendously now because dining is a complete complete change. I think everyone has to change the game in which they do their business now, especially the restaurants because if you see in the last two, three months, there's a lot of uh, options like contactless dining. There's multiple avenues that are coming in into the restaurant industry. So we had to completely change our game of how we're going to be able to adapt and evolve and uh, survive this uh, pandemic, like, you know, in the best way possible. Absolutely. So, yeah, dining is something that everyone needs to evolve into. And we never know when the government is going to let ins be allowed. And with the current situation, we're not pretty sure if dine-in is a safe idea also because when the government had allowed us to open for a dine-in also, the number of cases in India were just rising. So it is not just a risk to the industry. It's also a risk to the customers who are coming in and just to the staff Good. who are in the restaurant. Yeah.
1: But how do, you so, see, yeah. Uh, how do you see dining evolving?
0: Dine-in is something that is going to be changing in a big, big way. Definitely the seating capacity is not going to be the same as before. There should be social distancing that's going to be maintained. There should be hygiene standards, which are already in place in brick oven. So if you look at all our chefs are picked up and dropped by the company car. Okay. And there is minimum contact from the outside world. Yeah. So each and every one. So we have our staff accommodations in Bangalore where the company car goes and picks them up and drops them back. And with their temperature checks, everything is taken care of from the back end where a customer is coming into the restaurant. He should be confident enough to eat the product. Yeah, I was just telling this to my partner the other day. I was like, I order food from outside and that is only from Brickhound because I'm confident enough and I know the standards that we have in place Yeah. than ordering from somewhere else. Uh, so it is going to be the same, but when it comes to dine-in again, you need to make the customer feel confident enough to come into your restaurant, whether it is your hygiene standards or your uh, quality of service that is going to be way, way more different than how it was pre-COVID. So it's all about adapting and surviving with this current situation. And I'm not sure when dining in is going to be a, a safe experience anytime soon mm-hmm. and make the experience in such a way that the customer is confident enough to come and dine in your restaurant.
1: Absolutely. And as I
0: said, we need to live with it, than trying to avoid it. So that is the plan in the future.
1: Yeah. So now is the time to actually build that trust in the customers to, uh, you know, have that confidence to even come up to a restaurant and have. Now it's not the taste anymore. It's exactly. It's more than that, Right.
0: Exactly, exactly. Things have changed. So That's absolutely correct. It's not just about the taste anymore. Mm -hmm. It's about the whole experience of the customer coming and seeing the safety standards of the restaurant. That is, I think, the biggest, biggest challenge to any restaurant out there. Yeah. Like this
1: Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Fabulous. I think I've had uh, a good amount of knowledge on the food industry now now is a round that is going to surprise you because this is going to be a shootout where uh, we oh, are wow. <laughs> fire questions to you and you need to answer in one word or one word or you need to pick
0: okay. Right? okay done
1: not be diplomatic in this
0: done 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 i'll be not diplomatic at all
1: <laughs> okay tell us the finest pizza at brick oven
0: uh mine would be the pepperoni
1: okay the outlet that closest yeah. to your heart.
0: Church Street. That's <laughs> where it all started. It's always going to be Church Street.
1: <laughs> I guess so. Okay. A guest you were surprised to see at Um.
0: Guest I'd be surprised to see at Mm-hmm. It was a tough one. I have like so many names in my mind right now. <laughs> I don't know which one to put out there.
1: <laughs> Give me one.
0: Uh, guest I'd be surprised to see at BrickAvon. Mm, maybe Virat Kohli?
1: Okay, but what about the one yeah. that you visited? Who was the first guest that you saw and you were in
0: awe? First guest that I was in awe? So I think the first celebrity guest who had come to Brikan was Robin Utappa, and we, and we and Anirudh actually was behind the counter making the pizza. Okay. And we saw and we were like, oh, wow, surprised. I was like, oh shit, like people know about us.
1: <laughs> <And> <laughs> Not- we were
0: actually very surprised. We went, we took a photo with him and we were quite excited. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Which other place in Bangalore is your favorite in terms of food and dining experience? It could be different.
0: Food and dining experience, I, I love Yaocha. So, for Chinese, I, I think Yaocha is one of my favorite places.
1: Uh huh.
0: And other than that, for so proper South Indian, I, I, I love Nagarjuna. I'm from Andhra, so I love spicy food. So, Nagarjuna and Meghnas are like my go to cheat meal places all the time.
1: <laughs> Great.
0: Yeah. Good.
1: One key takeaway for the budding hoteliers or restaurant owners.
0: I think people should not be afraid to take a small risk, whether it comes to whatever, no matter starting a business or whatever commitment that you want to give in, Mm -hmm. it's definitely worth the risk. So if you're willing to work hard enough and given all that you have, people should not be worried to take that risk and just take a leap of faith and do it. Super. Yeah.
1: Your favorite chef of all times, someone whom you follow or learn the
0: techniques from. Uh, So one would be my mom and the second would be my business partner. Like the amount of knowledge I've seen sharing. You have to choose someone else. Other than these two? Other than these two, someone else? Yeah. Other than these two, somebody else would be, um, but on the top of my mind, if I had to say, maybe a David Chang for how natural and how authentic he is. Uh-huh. Because he 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 actually loves his roots and how he portrays that in his various shows or even videos. That's actually very very authentic and natural for what he shows. So David Chang definitely would be my one of my favorite chefs that I look up to. Great. Yeah.
1: Anybody in Bangalore other than Anirudh, or he's he tops the list.
0: Bangalore, I've not interacted with way too many people, but yeah, I think Anirudh is a good option.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> The difference in the audience of UK and India in terms of how they perceive food?
0: I think perceiving food-wise, even in India now, it's I think people are well-traveled. And I was actually quite hesitant when Anurag came up to me and said, Neapolitan style pizza, authentic wood-fired pizza, because I was not sure how the Indian audience is going to accept it.
1: Yeah. But then I
0: realized people are actually very open to trying something new, especially in Bangalore. I think Bangalore is one of the best cities in India, where if you want to try something new, people are going to, right for sure. Like I was actually quite shocked when Rickown started. We had families of four who would come and enjoy a pizza on a Sunday night and we had kids. As you mentioned, we had youngsters, we had different age groups. We had a guy who was 85 years old and he'd come with his 85-year-old friends, sit in Rickown, eat two margaritas and go. So I think even the crowd in India is changing big time. We're about accepting new items and new food into their palate. So... I think in the beginning, I initially thought people will be reluctant to change, uh-huh. but I think that is that is something that has changed in my perception definitely over the last four years.
1: Bangalore has been actually culturally advanced.
0: They are very, very open. yeah, way, way advanced.
1: Yeah, yeah. When
0: compared to any other city in India, correct. And that's and that's why I love Bangalore. I think it's absolutely my favorite city in India. In- yeah.
1: Bangalore is definitely the best city in in India. Okay on to my last question, Brickoven's newest surprise for the audience in the near future.
0: The newest surprise would be uh, Delhi, uh, a range of products in our Delhi that's our breads mm-hmm. that we are really, really, really proud of. So these are these are the sado breads that we make from our sado culture that is about four and a half years old. Wow. So this was when we started Brickoven. We've been having a, we created a culture that's been used over the years. So we're really proud of our breads. And yeah, that's about it. And maybe we have a surprise coming in the next one or two months.
1: And is this yeah. available for everybody to buy?
0: Yeah, it's available for everyone to buy through Dunzo, Swiggy, wow. Swiggy Genie, Zonato, all these platforms. Might be one more surprise coming to our guests in the next two months also.
1: Yeah, could we get a hit?
0: Uh, no, I think everyone has to go and wait for that in our social media, uh, Instagram and Facebook. We're, we're quite active there, so we'll keep it keep you guys posted there for sure.
1: I'm very, very hopeful for that as well. Thank you, Shri. I think this was perfect. Thank
0: you so much, Priyanka. Okay. Go for it.
1: Last words before we meet offline.
0: Uh, I think it was great. I think it was the first video interview I've ever done. So it was, <laughs> I was actually quite nervous, but it went great. So...
1: And you were fabulous. I think BrickAvan has a lot to share and uh, this is going to come out in a lot of other ways, I'm sure, on social media as well. So we'll watch out for your stories and uh, we'll keep you posted on what this is going to do. Right? Thank you so much, Sriram. Thank you
0: so much, Priyanka. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this Sochcast. What is your Soch? Send us your comments on our Facebook page and Instagram page. It's time for you to do
1: your own sochcast at sochcast apni soch duniya ko